Well, um, I guess happy bowl game day, but I'm in Spain without the S. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the day that Baylor plays in the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. Um, <laughs> if that was already bad news for you, the worst news is Austin Novosad, uh, is, is now going to Oregon. Scotty, we have now in real time had 24 hours to process this, but at the time of recording, we have not. So to peel back the curtain a little bit, while today's topic certainly should be a bowl game that Baylor plays this, this evening, uh, it is not because that's not the biggest topic of Baylor sports right now. So much bigger to me than this game is the fact that the Bears just had maybe the most catastrophic recruiting blunder. I don't know if you can say in program history, but it's got to be close. It's bad. It's bad, Drake. Um, let me start. Let me let me start with a positive note, right? Because what I learned at Truett Seminary is that good leaders are are calming and peaceful presence in the midst of chaos. So Drake, congratulations on your broadcast last week of China Springs repeat state championship victory. A thriller. I loved it. I know that there are very few listening to this. You might have also been listening, but epic Cougars repeat as state champs. Scotty, that's all we got. That is the only that's, positive note. Right, that and Jesus's birth and Christmas, and outside right. of that, there's not much good going for us right now. That's right. And 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 so when you talk about high school sports, um, recruiting is such a, a a fun thing to follow, and then it will punch you in the gut on days like today. And and tying some of these things together, you and I both have a relationship with the Bells. We love the Bells. And and this uh, is an odd place to be sitting where you've had two really good college quarterbacks transfer out of your program in the last two seasons. And it's all going to be okay because we're getting this stud uh, from Dripping Springs. And in, in the last moment, man, in the last moment, he flips. It's painful. It hurts. I'm here with you. This is one of, and someone sent me a text today, actually. I, I, I wish we'd give him credit, uh, but I don't have the ID, text ID on my computer. But this guy says, all right, four-star linebacker, goes to LSU. Three-star linebacker, A&M. Four-star QB, Oregon. Four-star safety, Oregon. Four-star offensive lineman, Kansas. Kansas State. Um, there have been some, this isn't the only recruiting loss that Baylor has had. And even at the time of recording, there, there might be more today. <laughs> the, the welcome to bad. I, I, I don't know if I could have expected off the heels of a sugar bowl and you've got Nova Sad in the top 20 class, could be top 15, that everything would fall apart in the last week. And this recruiting class now, I, I don't want to call it a loss, but it's just right on par with what Arena did in the first two seasons. This isn't a recruiting win. Um, that is not good. I, I am like this. This kid was going to be why Baylor football had hope and was going to be good in the future. Like Scotty, I, I pose you the question: Who's your favorite Baylor quarterback next season? 
Let me narrow it I down guess, for you, Scotty. There's I only by one default, of them. <laughs> <laughs> by default, um, yeah, man, it's tough. It's so tough. And and you know, I came on here uh, a time or two ago and talked about wanting to see wanting to see drones get his shot. And mm-hmm. and so this is really really a hard day. And I would say this has been the question about Dave Aranda this entire time, right? Like the question has never been, can he coach football? He clearly can. Yeah. Uh, I think what he's shown in some aspect is, can he manage a game as a head coach? I think he can. The, the part of college football you have to be elite at to stay at a conference championship level at a power five conference you have to get some of these four-star guys on campus. Mm. Baylor is never going to be a place that competes with Texas for five-star guys. Uh, It's just not going to happen. So when you get these really big four- or five-star, the the few that are like, I'm a Baylor bear, you have to close the deal. You have to do it because that's how you're going to stay at the top of the pile. The Big 12 is growing this year. We're, We're about to get... Uh, four more programs, all of whom are also really good at football. And yeah. and so the question about Dave Aranda is, and after today remains to be, can you build a sustainable program? We know you can coach on the field. Um, we know, and, and maybe this is starting to become a question mark, we know you're not afraid to make coaching changes when something isn't satisfactory. But do we know that you can recruit and keep guys on campus who are going to help you win championships? Because let's be honest, Drake, he won a championship with Matt Rule's guys and and props to him for it. Um, but we're seeing what Joey McGuire is doing at Texas Tech. Yeah. We're seeing what Matt Rule is just starting to do at Nebraska. And I'm sitting here saying, Dave Aranda, I could not love a human being more. I really couldn't. Please, please prove me. Please, oh, I can't even speak. I'm so angry with you. Please prove to me that we can compete in the recruiting game. And I just haven't seen it yet. If Texas Tech, TCU, and Nebraska all play in conference championship games next year in their respective conferences, I'm done. I'm really done. I've already said that I'm done. But that that is really it for me. And and T, look, TCU is is they've had a meteoric rise. Their recruiting class is the top twenty, top fifteen this year. Uh, you thought Baylor was going to do the same thing, and off the heels of six and six, when you were supposed to go ten and two, or what some people thought the ceiling, and and I I think everybody thought the ceiling at least was twelve and zero. And you kind of crap the bed this year, and and now you're crap the bed recruiting. Like, I, I as much as I love David Rinda, I think you're right. It's good to ask those questions. Like, it's okay. There, there are some things that need to be atoned for here at some point because now this is is probably your biggest loss all, over all the six that you had this season of your 2022. Um, I, I'll, I'll make notes, Scotty, before we get into this bowl game, which almost makes me as sad because there's nothing really about it, the weather and everything that's good. Um, before we get into the bowl game, I do want to make notes. If Oregon didn't lose that one quarterback commit, I don't even remember Dante Dante Moore Dante Moore uh, Dante Moore. I don't really keep up with other people's stuff. If he was forty eight hours later, he decided to stick with Oregon. <clears throat> Austin Novus would have already signed the dotted lines, so, and it'd be over. So let me give you some background to that because um, I've been I've been in contact with some folks about this. 
Um, and, and Drake, I, peek behind the curtain without revealing everybody I have the pleasure of being friends with and getting to talk to you about these things. Oregon brought Novasad up on a secret visit last week, which is part of what caused the other guy to flip. No. All of this was orchestrated by Oregon. Oregon saw a shot. I don't know how they saw a shot with Austin, but they saw a shot to say, this is an upgrade and we can probably get in here. They brought him up on a secret visit. Bro finds out. Bro flips. Then it opens the spot for Austin to flip at the ninth hour. I mean, it's it, it's just that that's kind of how that went, man. So um, that is my understanding of what went down based on some people that that know some things. So read that how you will. It, listen, let me let me go back to pass remote for just a second. Um, it is hard, and it does suck. And there's no like there's no way to spin this positive. Okay. Every school has ups and downs in recruiting. Um, let's see what this co- – I, I think this is a capable coaching staff. Yeah. The question does become personnel. Uh, but I think even Drake, like, none of us knew this time last year who Richard Reese was. And Richard mm-hmm. Reese is going to be a preseason All-Big 12 running back. So – who who is next what can this coaching staff do with who we've got um I, I don't want this to be an apocalyptic event for the Baylor fans but it's hard man it hurts yeah. really bad we were texting last night um in in some in some chaos or again I guess a Tuesday night for those listening now um it's tough man yeah, if Baylor goes five and seven next year, which would be a completely reasonable record. They don't really have an offensive line. Um, they only have one quarterback. If your quarterback goes down, you have zero quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> if Baylor goes five and seven next year, which again would make sense, there, there are. St- I'm not okay, um, and there are, there are questions <laughs> asked. I do think I think it's a capable coaching staff, but I don't know how soon an, another turnaround is going to hit. I can tell you this, Scotty, if you want to turn everything around and make a million dollars, you can do it at Bet Online. You can also lose a million dollars, so like, don't go crazy on sports wagering, but or do go crazy on sports wagering in a reasonable way. Uh, BetOnline.net is where the game starts. You go there. You you can wager or you can just watch podcasts. Watch podcast. You can watch this podcast. You can take there's news. Uh, there's stuff like that. There's all of the stuff at BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. You can bet on on uh, football. It's on bowl games are on right now. College basketball. It's going on as well. Uh, you can make wagers on the NBA, NFL, anything else. Super Bowl props. All of that right there. at BetOnline.net. Go check it out. It is where the game starts. Trust me. BetOnline.net. It's awesome. Scotty, bowl game today. Um, I know you got a you got some sermon, a message, something prepared. Can you make me happy about the Blizzard Bowl? Baylor's going to play in in TCU Stadium against a team that's never thrown the football. You know what's really interesting? So I've had so much fun, by the way, this year doing this for for each game, and I've always tried to find something about the opponent where you can really kind of spin it from a biblical angle and go at them. Not so with Air Force. Let's be honest. We all uh, are rooting for our military and our Respect country. Right. Um, there's no concept for F-16s in the Bible, uh, regardless of what some might say about the book of Revelation. So I didn't I didn't want to attack Air Force here as, as much as I was tempted to try something in that vein. So then I go looking through scripture for like, okay, 
well, the weather is an enemy here, right? And and so much props. I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow night. Prop or tonight. Props to the Baylor fans who are going to make it tonight. Please be safe. It's going to be horrid, um, but yes. major respect. Uh, the Bible doesn't say a lot about the cold or cold weather. And if you think about the context in which Scripture was written, um, Israel and kind of the surrounding area, that makes a lot of sense also. So, Drake, here's what I want to talk about. A 6-6 six and six season, a really disappointing week on the recruiting front. Drake, a, a reality that Christians understand and yet wrestle with because we feel it shouldn't be. Life has a lot of ups and downs. And I think the key to persevering through those and even becoming a champion through those is doing the right thing when it doesn't feel like it matters. I think that's a, I think you could say that about like Christian life in general, but let me point you to someone um, not really looking at a specific verse today because his story takes up chapters and chapters of scripture. Let's talk about um, my guy, Joseph, right? Somebody right. that most, most Baylor affiliated folks will know who Joseph is, at least at some conceptual level. Joseph is a very famous biblical figure who was raised in a family with a lot of brothers. And the problem being, of he was the 11th brother. His 10 older brothers, every single one of them, had to go go work as soon as they reached the appropriate age. Go work in the fields. Go work with the animals. Go work with the land. Well, Joseph, he is like most youngest kids in a big family, spoiled, rotten. And his dad spoils him. And so his brothers, Drake, they, I mean, and I'll try to go a little quickly because most of us know this story, but his brothers actually uh, trick him and sell him into slavery. You can imagine your own brother selling. So Joseph is sold into slavery by his family. He is taken hundreds of miles on foot to Egypt, where he becomes a slave. When he gets there, what's he do? Well, he's the hardest working, um, most uh, honorable slave in that context. So he's elevated to a position of of power, even a position of, of relative wealth he's given charge over the household of a military leader he he gets to work indoors uh he gets to be comfortable he's mostly telling others what to do he's kind of in an administrative role he's got it good and then um if you know joseph's story he's accused of sexual assault which he did not do and he's thrown in prison now drake if that were me i'd be done I mean, I'd be done. I, I'd say, I'd say, I did everything right in a horrible circumstance, and things got worse. Joseph is thrown into prison, and even in prison, becomes well known, not only for being a man of good character, but also because suddenly God gives him this ability to interpret dreams, and so he starts interpreting people's dreams, and through a many, many series of events. He ends up becoming the second highest ranking official in Egypt, below only Pharaoh. Uh, in fact, the, the scripture that I like so much, said, Pharaoh says to Joseph, outside of the title of Pharaoh, 
you have all my powers and abilities. And Joseph saves the nation of Egypt from a famine. And then in this beautiful, just like beautiful storytelling moment, when he saves the nation of Egypt from a seven-year famine, he also saves his brothers, the very people who threw him into slavery. And thus we see the reconciliation of God, but ultimately we see Joseph put in a high place, a kingly place, a championship place. All because in a life that had more ups and downs than a football season possibly could, he kept doing his best. He kept doing the right thing. He kept honoring those he was with. So here's the deal, Baylor football. We're going to find out. There's been a lot of character questions about Baylor football this season. When I say character questions, I'm not talking like moral questions, at least not that I know of. But a lot of, we've heard Dave Aranda talk about it, a lack of leadership. Uh, Occasionally there's been a bad game and it's like, well, we didn't prepare enough in practice. We're six and six coming off of a Big 12 championship. Baylor fans would say, what's going on? Can you do the right thing tonight? Can you come out tonight and give it every ounce of effort, just like you would have had we been back in Arlington for the Big 12 title game? Can you come out tonight and make Baylor fans at least feel better (laughs) with a big win going into an offseason where, if we're being honest, especially after this recruiting news, We're a little bummed out. So here's the deal. Last thing. James chapter 1, in one of the most frustrating verses any of us will ever read in Scripture, says, Consider it joy when you face trials, because trials produce, I'm going to look at the word that uh, the ESV says, steadfastness. I like that. Can we be steadfast? Can we have a program that is steady, rock solid, not only when we're winning, but when we're struggling as well? I honestly think this is not a preacher spin, Drake. You go out and kick Air Force butt tonight. You go into the offseason with a statement that Baylor football isn't dead. I think we could have some good momentum going into next season. I want to I want to see some good things tonight. Need a win. Need a win in, in a bad way. <laughs> In a bad way, Scotty. Drake, um, I, I sense you're struggling to be steadfast right now. I'm be look, I'm being steadfast as possible. Scotty, thanks for doing these all season. A uh, pleasure for the pigskin preacher to get your insight on every Friday um, and today, Thursday, four games. And thank you for uplifting my spirits when they haven't been so uplifted. I will be steadfast. <laughs> Good man. Drake, this has been fun. I love Locked on Baylor and I love you, man. So let's go get it. Let's end the season on a good note tonight. Let's go in a bowl game. Dave, what do you think? Here comes Dave Aranda. Please give me some good news. All right, just a point of order here. We'll have the uh, both coaches here. We'll start with opening uh, statements and then open it up for questions. And we will have the players available for one-on-ones and small groups in the back. Um, we'll have uh, Ben over here with a microphone. If you want to ask a question, just uh, raise your hand. He'll get you one. And... Uh, Tell us where you're from and, and your question. So we'll start with our visitor, uh, Coach Aranda. Maybe give us a, an opening statement here. It's good to see you guys. I'm so blessed to be here. This has been uh, a great experience this week. So appreciative of uh, our bowl and just the treatment that we've been given. 
and I, I know that our players and our staff have had a great experience here. Uh, such respect for our opponent and for uh, for coach, you know, just from afar, um, just seeing kind of uh, coaches and how they move and how they treat people and just all of it, just it's uh, is uh, humbling for me to be um, to be in a game and sit next to a coach I really greatly respect and then a team that just plays the way that you know you wish more teams play they don't beat themselves tough physical you know start what they finish do their their talking with their actions and so um, what a challenge for us and so you know week of practice has been good it's um, you know with the signing day and everything you kind of forget what day it is you know, it's it's Friday for us in terms of game week, and so we're we're ready to go. Coach, yeah, um, golly, Dave said it so well. I don't know what else there is to cover. Uh, we are incredibly grateful uh, to be a part of the uh, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, the remarkable job that Brant does uh, with with all their bowls especially right here in Fort Worth, and um, an honor uh, truly to, uh, to represent the United States Air Force Academy and, uh, and to play against such a great, great school, Baylor University, uh, the institution, and then uh, truly the amazing job that Dave's done uh, since he's been there. And uh, they're big, they move well, uh, exceptionally well prepared, and... Um, I mean, what a test, a huge, huge test for us. And uh, yet we still get to play football this time of year. And uh, that's why we're thankful. Great. We'll open it up for questions. Mike. Uh, John Werner, Waco Tribune Hero. This is Dave. Uh, frigid weather coming in tomorrow night. Uh, will you have to alter your game plan for that? Or how do you approach that? Mindset going into it, you know, at the, you know, there's been, there's been games, I think, in all of our past and a lot of our players too, where you can't uh, feel your, um, your fingers anymore, and then with your, you know, you can't say the words that you want to say because your mouth doesn't work anymore, and your toes are cold, and meanwhile, you know, um, there is a. Um, a, a great opposing force coming at you, unrelenting. And so, you know, this is the who wants it most bowl, you know? And so I just think to fully attack that and to um, to put forth our best effort, I think senior-wise, I think team leader-wise, uh, what a way to end a career. And so we're, we're hoping to bring all that to life. I know it will be, uh, you know, it'll be something, and we hope to overcome it. Well, I, I mean, the further you study and prepare, I mean, just, uh, my goodness, how gifted they are. I mean, just uh, tremendous size, uh, great deal of experience or an older team that's been together for a while. And uh, 
and very, very electric. And I think the other part that's impressive too is just how much they've been able to win over the years. And uh, they've done that here over the eight years. They've definitely done it the last you know, here the last couple of years too. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke's leadership ability, I mean, just uh, the savvy that he has, uh, the poise, incredibly unselfish, and uh, just a great, great warrior, and uh, somebody that you're, goodness, you're, you're proud to know in that he's going to, he's on a path to go be an officer and a leader for us in the Air Force. News 5. Troy, you mentioned Hazik. You also have another, a bunch of great seniors. And how would it, what would it mean to you to be able to just send them out with a win here at the Bull game? Well, it'd be, it'd be a remarkable achievement. Again, I mean, the sheer challenge of what's involved here. Uh, our guys are pretty clear-headed young men, and they realize that difficulty that's in front of us. Uh, certainly, we don't want to lose sight of a bigger picture. You know, they come to the United States Air Force Academy to go through those rigors, uh, the difficulties to grow as human beings, and, uh, and have an even greater appreciation for others and to go serve. And going up against a Big 12, or a Power 5 program for the second year in a row, do you feel like this is a chance for your guys, they kind of mentioned having a chip on their shoulder and a chance for them to prove themselves that they can hang with um, Power 5 programs? That, that, that's really not us. I mean, I, I know that's kind of a connotation sometimes you think that it should be or we just uh, we have great respect for who we who we play against uh, and yet at the same time like I said we're just honored to be here. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, what's it like uh, being a defensive coordinator again right now? How has that gone and and, uh, and then what are you looking for in this next defensive coordinator? Appreciate that. It's it's a lot of work and um, you know, at the, the, you always appreciate just this particular offense and just the, the detail. And, you know, I think, you know, going into it as coaches, you really, the, the numbers, is, it's an 11 on 11 game all the way. And then I think there's angles. You could have numbers, but if the angles are bad, um, then it's, you know, you have, to, you have to address it. So I think you have to be way hyper sensitive in terms of numbers and angles and then you know the adjustments that come into it i mean this game it could very well be the second quarter and we're both starting our second drive you know and so i just think like the the ability to make adjustments and it could be you know squeezing down on this technique or widening this technique um and then for players to continue to execute um, you know, their, their assignment, play after play after play, with plays that look the same, but are attacking different points. And so it's a, um, you know, you get into the weeds quickly when you face, when you face uh, coach's offense. And so a lot of appreciation for that pulled me right back into it. So there's no, um, um, there, you know, you kind of have to jump into all of that. And it's been fun while it's lasted, but looking for a, a coordinator that's into relationships and seeing seeing people and valuing valuing that, you know, regardless of of um, you know the performance or the outcome, is um, valuing that person and really having true relationships that go past maybe any superficial level. 
And uh, if you have that with someone that's just way in tuned into the schematics and the adjustments and the latest trends with defensive football, then you'll you'll have a guy we're looking for. And so we're we're I think some you know deep in that process and looking forward to finishing up. Was that with uh, Ron, somebody that was you were that close with, uh, working through that decision? It's very difficult. It's part of the job that you I really don't I don't like, and it makes me, you know, uncomfortable. And um, I I hate that part of it. I'm happy for Ron that he landed in a really good spot, and um, you know, it's it's a testament to who he is and type of coach he is. And we're hoping to help uh, Ronnie do the same thing and um, see both of those guys and their families successful and, and on, to, on to, to big things, as they should. In Waco, since the end of the regular season, you guys have lost a couple of high-level recruits that were kind of headlining your recruiting class. You mentioned signing day. What was the reaction in the coach's office when you found out? And how do you guys regroup and get ready for the February signing day, especially with those two uh, top-line recruits? Yeah, appreciate your question. Really excited about the guys we got. I think you know we've got ourselves a great class with you know uh, kids. I think that um, that fit us and fit uh, Baylor University and. Um, you know, with families that are, are excited about their uh, their sons going to Baylor. And so just way appreciative of the connection that our coaches have really um, tirelessly uh, worked to make uh, with these families and um, these young men and just excited for them to get on campus and start. And, you know, I think it was, um, it was a celebration this morning, really, with uh, just the group that we got coming in. That was Dave Aranda. Um, things could be better. Things could be better. But Baylor Air Force tonight, go to the game. Um, if you want to go to the game or can go to the game, it's going to be cold. I'll be at the game. I'll see you there. Um, or don't. Or do. Do go to the game. Support the team at least. But brighter days are coming. Please uh, come back on Monday. Um, there's a lot to talk about. A lot, and not a lot of it's good, but there's still a lot to talk about. I come back on Friday, I guess. Post bowl game, we'll do a post game. Uh, we'll do a we'll do a podcast. That's Christmas Eve, Friday. Oh no, 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 Saturday. So we'll do a podcast Friday. Unlocked on Baylor. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day.